1: Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm. Available wherever you get your
0: podcasts.
2: Hey, welcome back to Sweet, the ladies' guide to bro culture podcast. Uh, My name is Gina Bloom, and uh, we are here to dissect... Uh, cultural artifacts from pop culture that are geared toward men, action movies, sporting events, TV shows, you name it. If it's for dudes, we make women watch it and talk about it. Um, uh, my name is Gina Bloom and I am a transgender comedian from New York City. Um, and I grew up in bro culture. Absolutely. Uh, definitely steeped in it. I was a film, uh, major in college, so I know... The movies backwards and forwards and and man movies in particular backwards and forwards. And I wanted to start this podcast because a lot of my female friends that I have now since I've transitioned don't necessarily have a lot of experience with some of the some of the uh, the totems of of man uh, popular culture. And I wanted to share that with them and get their reactions. And we should have a hot one uh, for you today. This uh, this episode is going to be dedicated to the movie Fight Club. Starring Edward Norton and Brad Pitt, uh, a seminal, uh, if you will, action drama uh, from 1999 that had a lot to say about uh, men and became something uh, unexpected in the popular culture, I think, from when it was released. And we have uh, comedian Brittany Cherie, and she has not seen Fight Club until just yesterday, and she will be here to talk about it. Brittany, say hello. Hey. Hey. Brittany, tell us a little bit about yourself.
0: Um, Sagittarius. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm originally from California. I've been here in New York for seven years. I love all things glitter and pink. I'm also Native American, not that that matters, but, I mean, we died, so let's celebrate us. Yes. Um and, yeah, I'm just, I'm a dark comedian. I do a lot of dark materials. So I felt like, oh, Fight Club would be also good for me to watch anyway, just from yes. the subject matter. From yes, it.
2: very dark. And uh, next to Brittany is, is one of my oldest friends in comedy. He's also one of my favorite weird comics. And he is here as the resident apologist for Fight Club. <laughs> Although, from what I understand, he may not be apologizing too much for it. Uh, let's say hello to Sean Wickens. Sure. Hello,
1: thanks for having me. Sean. I'm a Pisces. Yes. Oh, there you go.
2: Yeah. I'm a Capricorn.
1: Okay. Ooh. So, so and, uh, a lot of
2: signs. <laughs> yeah, a lot of signs out there. Earth sign. Uh, Sean, tell us a bit about yourself besides the, besides the Piscean, sure. is that what you said? Yeah, I think yeah. that's
1: how you say it, Piscean. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a former Clevelander. I'm from Cleveland, Ohio originally. Um, my last name is spelled Wiccans, W I C K E N S, no relation to the Wiccan. Uh, religion, but I did recently make a T-shirt for myself that is that's spelled W I C C A N S. I feel like that's kind of somehow on brand for me. It's very on brand. Yeah. for you, Yes. And um, I, I don't know. I don't know why I went into that. I don't know. I, uh, you you Brittany you started with Sagittarius, so I felt like I would go very New Age. It right? just felt yeah, necessary because yeah. I'm we like had a girl. Yeah. <laughs> You are bringing
2: the, the female experience the <laughs> right. lifetime of female experience. My female <laughs> experience only goes back a couple of years. So um, and I yes, I, I I've always been a woman, but my cultural experience has been very masculine um, until a couple of years ago. And so Brittany is bringing that that lifetime of of female experience and energy into this room and I could not be happier the West to have Coast. her. And West, West Coast. Very different, Did I say like yeah. a lot? Not my fault. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, today we're going to be talking about the movie Fight Club. Fight Club starring uh, Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, among many others. Uh, and it tells the story of a young man, uh, a nameless young man, played by Edward Norton. And he uh, he's lost in this film. He's not sleeping. And he is trying to find meaning. He starts off by going to... Support groups for people with terminal diseases and other things like that. Uh, strikes up a friendship with a woman named Marla, as played by Helena Bonham Carter, who is fucking amazing in this film. And um, and when that proves to be insufficient, he meets Brad Pitt on an airplane, or so he thinks, and they form an underground fight club where where men punch each other to feel <laughs> to feel alive, to feel alive mm. for the for the first time in their in their consumer-driven, feminine-influenced uh, lives. And then uh, when that proves to be insufficient, they take it up a notch, as they say, and form Project Mayhem. Project Mayhem is an anarchist group that is going after uh, corporations and just general assholery in in society. And they start off by playing sort of like public-scale pranks and then eventually get into um, anarcho-terrorism, as one does. As an angry young man, and uh, that is the sort of like top level gloss of Fight Club, and we're going to talk a lot more in depth over the next hour about it. But before I get too far into it, I wanted to I wanted to give uh, Brittany a chance to share her first impressions. You've just seen the movie Fight Club for the very first time. Okay. Tell us, tell us how you feel. Eh. Eh. That is a perfectly yeah. <laughs> acceptable response. But the Absolutely. music is good, right?
0: Yeah. Um okay. <laughs> you know, people have always been like Fight Club, Fight Club. Oh my god, you haven't seen Fight Club. And I'm like, yeah. no, because I don't like to watch people hit each other. I saw that too much growing up in my own home. But uh um, yeah.
2: <laughs> like good point I, though. Good point because yeah, like people like a lot of these it's interesting that you 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 bring that up because Fight Club appeals it feels a lot of people, but it, it, it appeals a lot to young men that I think experience it vicariously. If you look yeah. at the, the Edward Norton and Brad Pitt's characters when they first fight each other, they, ne- they neither one has ever been in a fight. It's a key detail that I didn't remember until um, I watched it last night. And yeah, I think that to get meta about it, I think that the the young men that are into it, also the same way. They don't come from a violent background. They come from a suburban kind of safe background. So they see that violence on screen and they think that's cool. But people who come from backgrounds that are rougher probably don't feel the same way. And and so continue that thought.
0: Yeah, I just, um, without going too much into like my family history, it's... I come from a very non-traditional family with the way that I, I mean, I guess more it's probably more now traditional than non-traditional people being more open about their family backgrounds and stuff and where they come from. But watching it, I was just, I just felt, oh, woe is me. I'm going to go punch. I want to go punch somebody. Yeah. I I would rather people fight with wit. I think that's more clever. (laughs) And I just think that I actually enjoyed the beginning of the movie and the end, but did not like the middle
2: that's interesting that, that was that's a, that's a fascinating perspective and we're gonna we're gonna dig very deep into that thank you that yeah <laughs> that is great that is exactly what I'm looking for uh Sean yes you you've seen this movie uh tell us several times tell us your feelings on Fight club uh for good or ill
1: I well so I'm maybe the exact opposite of Brittany because I saw it pre-opening night uh at a like a advanced screening I was too young for that yeah and uh, <laughs> oh, I was the it's the right... Demigra- Sean and I are I both the right age, <laughs> yeah. by the way. I was the right age for Fight Club. <laughs> so so was I. Um. Not only did I see it at a pre-advanced screening, I got a free poster. Oh. I got the soundtrack on CD and I got a promotional bar of soap.
2: Oh, I remember the <laughs> yeah. bars of soap. Yeah, yeah wow. Oh, that was disgusting.
1: Um, <laughs> that's still in my dad's attic somewhere. No,
2: th- there, were, there was a promotion where they yeah. gave away bars of Fight Club soap right. for the film coming out in the theaters and also... Uh, when it came out on Criterion Super DVD, yeah. they were also giving they, away soap.
1: As far as I know, they never went for a, a attractive price on eBay, because I thought about selling it right when I got it. Anyway, um, I was never attracted to the, the violence of the movie, but I feel like... Um, I, I guess you can, like any sort of pop culture, go into it sort of like finding what you are predisposed to like in a way. I could see how definitely there are guys out there who would love the violence part of it. I really loved the anti-corporate message of it and sort of like the, um, um, we are trapped in a very capitalist society and like, let's sort of break away from that. Um, although I, yeah, it is pretty violent. Like it did. I, I, maybe I didn't like the end of it, because I was just like, wow, this, they went pretty far with this. It was... Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, it was a
0: lot. I was like, oh, okay. And I even <laughs> felt that it
1: was weird that Edward Norton's character, who was involved from the beginning, was just sort of like, um, I, I don't like how far this went, but he was involved with it the whole time, yeah. even though he didn't realize that he was the driving force of, of everything, you know? He's, He's like, oh, I'm Tyler. Yeah. This, yeah, exactly, yeah right. exactly. This was my sp- I'm doing. Yeah, spoiler for Me? those. Right, spoiler for those who. I'm haven't just a boy. I like yeah. beer. Yeah,
0: I like beer. I, I like still beer. like beer. I still like beer. Right. my friends like beer.
2: Everyone
1: so, likes beer. I liked the alternative thinking of sort of like, what are we going? What What is society telling us to do? And how, how far are we sort of following what we're expected to do? I didn't like the over vast overcorrection that they that they made. Yeah. I, but, you know, it's also They're like, a movie. He's like, but,
0: sorry I did this. Yeah. Oh, well, everything's going to explode. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Um Let me give you my, my thoughts, sure. both having seen it then and now. When I saw Fight Club, when it came out, I, I didn't think much of it. And it wasn't a hit film, actually, when it first came out. It, it lost money. But it gained a cult following pretty quickly. And they released the um the sort of like retrospective multi sort of film commentary, unreleased scene cut right around the time I moved to Los Angeles um, for a second time. And I had a best friend at the time. And we had a lot in common when, when I lived, when I got to LA. And then by the time I left LA, we had nothing in common. And that relationship, the, t- the deterioration of that relationship can be tracked in how we felt about Fight Club. That
1: that relationship also mirrored the relationship of Edward Norton's character and yeah, it, yeah, they, Pitt's uh, character.
2: Absolutely. It's so weird because we did start we did have that. Because I was I was working in a corporate environment. It's so strange you mentioned that. Like you 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 are you automatically know where I'm going with well, this. Well this is
1: not the movie that we're talking about. Yeah
2: so. But like but like you you know that this the relation with my real life right. mirrors this film. It's and it does. So I was definitely the narrator character. I worked in a corporate environment. I had a lot of IKEA furniture, which I loved. And <laughs> I hate IKEA. I loved it, and I I still have IKEA furniture. And um, and then he was going through this like anarchist boho thing, where he started wearing like leather jackets and started right. dressing a bit like Tyler
1: Durden. All of his furniture was found. Perhaps? All of his furniture was
2: found. Yeah. Yes, he had the cable spool as mm-hmm. a table, and like, and he became more and more of like this doomsday prepper type person, I became more, not resigned, but I became more aware of, of my identity as a transgender person. So our our paths could not be more different. And then by the time I left L.A. in 2011, he was also leaving L.A. to, to move to the desert to like practice uh, the n- nunchucks and oh, like... Yeah. And, like, play the blues harmonica. Pre- prepare and like, for
1: the zombie horde.
2: Yes, and prepare <laughs> for the end of the world. Yeah. And I was going off to, like, make a last-ditch effort at, at a normal life and, like, move in uh, with this girl in in Chattanooga to have a suburban life. And, like, Fight Club basically predicted the deterioration of that relationship in, in a way. Um, I went very corporate, and he went very much... In, like, the Tyler Durden anarchist way, but you know, we're but we continue to live, Mm -hmm. and I am now not that person, I'm definitely not a mainstream person now at all. Um, and having watched it after all these years for the first time in in quite a while, since I think 2007, I kind of had a reaction very similar to to Britney, like, this, eh, you know, it's like, I like, yeah, this is, um, this is what it is, like, this. Having been out of the man scene for a little while, and not having, not really necessarily loving the movie ever at any one point, but having a lot of friends that did, and and knowing it very well, um, I gotta say that it was like, shut up, guys! Like, like, this is like, exactly this. Why? Um, that was that was my that was my feelings on it. Um, what's funny is that when 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 I posted the um. The notice, on, the notice on Facebook that I wanted someone who, who hadn't seen Fight Club and I wanted someone who had seen Fight Club. After you guys responded and after, after I booked you guys to be on the show, an argument broke out on my Facebook page about whether or not Fight Club represents toxic masculinity. <laughs> and it was between men. I was like, guys, oh. you're being fucking toxic bros. Right. This is Fight Club. Yeah, yeah, you're being these guys on my page, and I had to tell them. I said, "Guys, you do not do this. This is my it's, Facebook
1: page. It's not physical." Fight, the, he fight angry club. reaction yeah, emoji to yeah, him. Right.
2: Yeah, and that's yeah. a punch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and they just got in. They got into it with each other, and I'm like, "Dudes, this is not. This is not your place. This is my love that, Facebook page."
0: Right. <laughs> Someone was thinking that didn't even see that this. Fight Club was actual like comedy Fight Club, and not the movie. Oh.
2: It's yes, Comedy Fight Club is yeah. is a um
0: that's what I was I was reading that I was yeah Yes.
1: Yeah, so th- there's like there was a <laughs> this was on the thread of you asking this for is people. On I don't know how I <laughs> this.
0: They were like they were like, yeah, roast battle comedy oh, Fight yeah. club. And yeah. I was like, oh
2: And then they got into this like weird <laughs> tangent about whether or not Comedy Fight Club was misogynistic. Like, God, get the fuck off me. It was my like page. some of the best roasters are women. Yeah. <laughs> I have
0: five friends
2: that are women. Okay? But like this is like <laughs> Exactly. But this is like the the influence of Fight Club that Oh. They could be arguing about something unrelated. It's yeah. like the testosterone, just like <laughs> just boiled, just in, just the invocation of Fight Club just made them, just made them go man crazy. Um, yeah, that was really weird. That was totally weird. All right, let's we'll start talking about the movie a little bit more in depth. Uh, Brittany, you are new to the film. Tell mm-hmm. us about a scene that struck you as. Um, important or just memorable or something that uh, you'll take away from this film it can be for good or ill
0: Mm. um what what i actually think that they missed an opportunity on was because the movie has so many it goes so many different directions because i always thought of it as this like bloody fighting movie the entire time so when it started out with him going to these support groups i was like what's happening i don't understand where's the fighting and I actually really enjoyed him pretending to be a part of these support groups. Yes, and I wanted that yes. to be a movie because I re- I was like, wow, this is really interesting. Somebody who feels so alone and just wants to feel so connected and pretends to be sick, pretends to be an alcoholic, just to feel the connection with mm-hmm. people. And when it stopped doing that, I was like, oh, they're going to fight now. <laughs> yeah.
2: Great. It- and when you get the revelation about about a halfway through the film or, or a little bit more than that, that Brad Pitt and Edward Norton, this is not a spoiler because everyone knows this, that they're the same person that, that they're just, I knew that going into yeah, someone. I mean, everyone it came out in 1999. That. If yeah. I didn't know that, everyone by now everyone knows that. <laughs> but like in the in this in everyone the context, knows, everyone
1: knows that Bruce Willis is dead. It's the what? Same.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sorry. Yeah.
0: What? He died?
2: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everyone knows this. But right. like the characters don't know this. And then and then when Marla finds out and like they're going through like the and she's kind of like the flashback of, like, why are you so weird? And he's acting weird to her.
1: It's a very cinematic multiple personality disorder yeah. where he's kind of like somehow cured at the end of it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a by, it's by a, shooting yeah. himself in the head. Right, and, yeah.
2: But the I never got that. Even when I saw it the first time, because he kills Tyler Durden by not killing himself. Yeah, right? by
0: shooting himself in the cheek. Okay, by shooting him. Like, like, like that's where your that's where your illness is. That's yeah. where Tyler lives. in your Tyler. cheek. Tyler lives science. in your cheek.
2: That's actually that's actually the back of Tyler's head is in yeah. your cheek. Good to know.
0: Yeah, you guys didn't know that, but it's actually in like all the science blogs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That
2: that's where that's where dissociative identity disorder yeah. lives inside your cheek. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Like, yeah. I think
0: that, like, to honestly, like, make it seem like the only, to me, when you're trapped with something like that, like, the cheek thing didn't make sense. I was like, oh, he's it, going it, to, he yeah, should. Yeah, it did
2: seem like a dodge, like, at the last They're second. They're
0: like, we, yeah. how do we keep him alive? Yeah. But get rid of the, like, and I was like, no, just kill yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's not my message <laughs> right, okay. to people.
1: Kill yourself, crazy. Kill yourself. <laughs> I guess the, the only way that I sort of... um Tr- like, tried to understand what was going on at the end is that, is knowing that, you know, people who do survive suicide attempts will come back and say that they, in that last moment, regretted doing it. Yeah. Or something. So I kind of just sort of like chalked it up to sort of, you know, okay, well, he committed, tried to commit suicide, but lived. And f- yeah. So found- he felt relief that he was still alive or something. But it is still a weird climax to, to the film. Um, he's just
0: holding on to his bloody cheek. Right. Yeah. And he's like, what's wrong? i like, oh, nothing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Business as
2: usual. I'm good. Yeah. We're going to
1: watch some buildings blow up. Yeah. Right.
0: Don't just hold my hand.
2: This movie was was released, uh, made and released before 9-11. And yeah, absolutely. And they make entertainment out of collapsing buildings. This movie was released about a year and a half before 9-11. And I remember after it, there was like a period where people wouldn't watch Fight Club. Mm-hmm. Because... That was traumatic. It was too much of a reminder. Yeah, yeah it was too much of a reminder that, that we actually saw buildings collapse. And then it took about maybe five or six years after 9-11 when like that DVD came out, then like the y culture found it. Um <laughs> But like when I watched it this morning, I was like, wow, those are fucking buildings falling down in New York City, and they're playing the pixies over it. And like that. I don't know how I feel. In fact, I know how I feel about. I like that. That sucks, guys. Like that. That. That image does not age well to me. But like that doesn't matter to people that like it. And I know that some people like it. People in this room probably like it. I'm not criticizing people who do. Because I've watched all kinds of garbage and I like it too. But like that is something that I just I could not imagine doing. Like a fist pump. Mm -hmm. Like. Guys still do, like, right. they fist pump at that ending, like, yo, these buildings are falling over, and then I'm just saying, like, well, logistically, there's a lot of dust getting kicked up, and people are gonna, and, like, first responders are gonna get, like, cancer, and then, like, you think about all the things that happened in the wake of 9-11, like, they knock over seven buildings in the end, and, like, that was... You
0: know, I think watching it way after it came, after it was yeah. released, was... The, maybe I'm just dead on the inside so that's why it didn't bother me watching the buildings collapse but it was also I think the CGI was so bad or whatever yeah, was, I think it was, that it was just I'm watching it and like oh this doesn't even look like real buildings collapsing no they were cartoon
2: buildings absolutely yeah, yeah and yeah. obviously
0: I mean I know they're not real buildings because it's a movie but I was like oh like skyscraper was more realistic than this with the yeah, rock and
2: like and they're not <laughs> making a lot of noise like these buildings are falling yeah, over like a <laughs> block away and it's like it became Boom. very
0: magic. It was very it was very magical. It was all yeah. those like this was like the like unrealistic. Yeah.
2: But like the part. movie becomes unrealistic yeah. right at the point where um Edward Norton learns the truth of his identity. It becomes like progressively less tethered to reality, mm-hmm. I thought. Sean, tell us uh something that you uh remember from one of the last times you saw Fight Club.
1: Uh I since I first saw the film, I liked the sort of like message of Um, you are not your job. Yeah. Um, I, I felt like it was like a dose of reality of a film, a Hollywood film telling you that, um, you are the, the, the systems that are in place want you to fail kind of. Right. And I, I felt that was kind of almost surprising that a big budget Hollywood film was sort of touting that message, but I, I but I felt very torn about. I, I didn't know if the filmmakers really believed in what they were saying in a way because, because it was very slick at right. the same
2: time like it was like it was obviously eighty million dollars getting spent sure, on this yeah thing. yeah yeah
1: but uh you know there's like there were so many fascinating like small details in the film where it was like you know you see the flashes of Brad Pitt in certain scenes yeah which uh alludes to the to Brad Pitt's character splicing in images to to other films you know and uh you know, he talks about how, uh, as a prank, he would splice in an image of a penis in uh, kids' films, you know, to sort of like make families feel unsettled, you know. And then at the end of the film, after the buildings are blowing up, you see a flash of a penis in the film that we're seeing. Um, I don't know if you remember that at all. I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I remember the last me... frame. There's like a, there's like yeah. a, there's oh, like a really? Flash. Which yeah. made, it makes, it made me feel like, oh, the filmmakers, this is a prank. This is like, they don't really believe what they're selling is, which is sort of like, um, I, I it's such an interesting film. You could be looked at so many different ways where it's like, you know, it is, they are talking about messages that I feel like could be seen as positive of you're being lied to, you're being ma- manipulated, but also the film itself is manipulate, manipulating you yeah. because, you know, at the end of the, uh, it's just a film and it was there to make money. It was there and, to make money, yeah.
2: yeah. And it made money. It, yeah, it yeah. became just like
1: a
0: money really Yeah.
2: Well, now it's made a lot of money because it's it's one of these movies that gets revisited and people consume it still. And I, and I wanted to pivot off what you were saying, Sean, because it's really smart. Um, Fight Club does take this anti-consumer stance. And then it is also a consumer product. And then fans of Fight Club internalize that part but only partly like the like the broe fans mm-hmm. like they're like oh you know what yes brad pitt is right we're we're fatherless children of like a feminine society and we're just taught to consume and you know we and we need to get back in touch with our like masculinity and like you know work with our hands and and fight and do things that seem primitive but but it's really part of our nature, um, but at the same time, they're also buying it. Mm-hmm. They're buying the DVD. They're they're buying the clothes that look like Tyler Durden. They're quoting it. They're they're putting the poster on their on their dorm walls. They're talking about it, and it becomes. They're even starting Fight Club, and they're there starting was, yeah, Fight Club. There were at, stories
1: of that really absolutely. happening. Absolutely,
2: yeah. yeah, that was a real thing. Like I got invited. To do Fight Clubs when I lived in LA, oh, like well. absolutely <laughs> not. No, like, do you want yeah. like we have a Fight Club? Like, fuck you. Yeah. I, no, I don't want to do that. Right. And like, but like that's the thing. Like, the movie's tricky that way. Like, its legacy is tricky because any time that you that you do something that is that criticizes itself, it become and then it and then it becomes likable for only half of that criticism mm-hmm. as i am gonna do i am I'm gonna do a really broy thing right now. I'm gonna do a really broy thing and I'm gonna quote Kurt Vonnegut. That's a very broy thing to do. And I'm gonna say to quote Kurt Vonnegut, you are what you pretend you become what you pretend oh, to be. Yeah, yeah. You become what you pretend to be. That's what he said. And basically, if you are pretending to be this like crypto fascist thing for, for giggles, you are that thing. Mm-hmm. And like that's that's the problem with people when they when they adopt Fight Club as a pose, they don't realize that they're also adopting that Tyler Durden-esque worldview right.
1: in their lives. You're rejecting one system of control, but now you've yeah bought into another. Now system you've bought into control, another yeah. one.
2: And that sounds, it's a totally Tyler Durden thing to say. And then like, then, then it's like this Ouroboros of like rejecting and accepting and like that. Is the danger of Fight yeah. Club? I think danger is kind of an ob- kind of a, an overstuffed word, right. But that's the cults are fun. That's the pro- yes, what, uh, <laughs> the- yes, cults are fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Brittany, you've tell me a little bit about um, the men that you have known that have been in- into Fight Club, and now that you've seen it, ha- how you how would you react to the things that that they were telling you?
0: Well, one of my friends who I told. Last night I was like I'm about to watch Fight Club and he goes, "Enjoy the best 2 hours of your life." Wow. And this
2: guy sucks by the way.
0: Yeah, oh, yes, and I hope he listens to this and knows that I'm talking about him. Um I don't know
2: who he is, but the fact he said that
0: and he suck. I and I'm well, it, do we know if makes, he
1: likes the fighting part of it? or if, does You know, he I, like, I need
0: to ask him yeah. that now because now that I've seen it, I want to, before I tell him my opinions on right. it, yeah. I want to go, why do you like Fight Club? Because then I was talking to these two guys. I was like, I haven't seen Fight Club. And they're like, what? You haven't seen Fight Club? I'm like, you haven't seen Elf. So we're the same. Exactly. Um, <laughs> Elf
2: is the These are both classic,
0: both classic movies. And there's no excuse for either one of us <laughs> to not have seen these at this point in our <laughs> lives. And. So it makes sense because this man is a very, he's not, he's not manly, like looking, but he's very manly in his ideals. Yeah. Um, so it made watching it, I was like, oh, this is why when I tell you that I was like harassed by a guy, you go, oh, did he touch you? Like that, it doesn't matter that they said, and I was like, oh, this makes, this is the kind of guy that likes this. Like I see this mental, like this mentality, and yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with liking Fight Club because I not. mean, there's my, not. I'm sure my dad likes it, my brothers like it. I don't dislike
2: you know? it. It's a technically wonderfully made film. David Fincher is a, a great American filmmaker. Yeah. I think
1: he's a bit chilly. I think he's only made one bad film. I would uh, say what the was that? Benjamin Button. No, I, I hate love Benjamin it. Button. I love Benjamin Button.
0: Oh, sorry. <laughs>
2: No, it's fine. No, no, I became in. Fight Club. I'm dig so in, sorry. Dig in, dig in. You were toxic, but that's fine. <sighs> dig in, Sean. Go ahead. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, I do love Benjamin Button. I, I, I like Zodiac, but I will never watch it again because I feel like that's more violent than Fight Club. I that's my seen favorite Zodiac. David yeah. Fincher movie, by the uh, way. Zodiac. Oh, wow, yeah.
2: Zodiac is a movie I will I will defend.
1: I feel well. The the fact that it's based on true events is what. Made it more disturbing for me, but uh, his only bad film is the Alien movie that he did. Oh, Alien Three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's because which like, I haven't seen in a while. But well,
2: they yeah, that was like not right. really his film. They yeah, just, he was like but just the a Social kid. Network
1: is great. I love the Social panic. Network. I do yeah. like the Social Network. I love yeah. the Panic Room. I think I feel like yeah, that's a panic great movie. Was yeah, Panic Room is good. Gone Girl was Gone good. Gone Girl's very good.
0: But I mean, Benjamin Button. Come on, Benjamin I, I, a I fell asleep. I, I bought
1: yeah. into it. I, I like it.
0: It's it's oh. Come on, this guy's like he's old, he's young. All right, get out, get over yourself. But live your life. Right. But we can
2: <laughs> so that's a whole <laughs> The technical proficiency displayed by director David Fincher is
1: is is really you cannot it's ignore. not a, like can, overhanded. Yeah. Um yeah, it's I don't know, he's got a good eye. But yeah. like
2: but like a lot of guys that are technically good at what they do, like a little cold around the heart sometimes. And that's they haven't been told they're allowed to cry. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he also directed
1: one of the greatest music videos of all time. George Michael's Freedom 90. He
2: also directed Express Yourself by Madonna.
1: Oh wow. So you know that.
0: that. I didn't see either of those. Okay. Um
1: both, well, very not, not both, both, but both very I gay. Both very gay. Required viewing for this podcast. Okay, no, I was like, really I'm so sorry. sorry.
0: Just give me ten minutes. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I'll go check my phone.
2: <laughs> if you if you feel that like David Fincher has has exposed you too much masculinity, watch his George Michael and Madonna videos, sure, and yeah. you will be back in <laughs> gay heaven very quickly.
0: He's a great. I mean, he's a great director. Yeah. I didn't think there was any. The movie, like the direction, wasn't a weird part of the movie for me. It was the script. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I don't know who wrote it. Um. Well, it's like, who cares about writers? No, I'm just kidding.
2: Um. I mean, it was it was an, it was an adaptation of, oh, was of a book, of a right? book. And, right. and the book is very, um, the book is very similar. Like, the, it basically just takes the themes of the book and just and it sort of like makes it a little more efficient and like changes little tweaks here and there. But like the the narration that Edward Norton's character gives is taken straight out of the book. It's a very faithful adaptation. Um, so it, if you if you're talking about, like, the uh, the themes, then then that goes to the, to the writer, uh, Chuck, and I do not know how to say his I name. I think it's Polonick. Polonick, yeah. Chuck Paulinick, uh the writer of Fight Club, the novel. I think that's...
0: I love that that's a novel.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I just love
0: that guys are like, bro, you read this Fight Club book?
2: That's that's like, like <laughs> bros, the only novel that they've read is Fight yeah. Club. Yeah, I read.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I read <laughs> Fight
2: Club. I read Fight Club. <laughs> I and I saw the movie and then I went and I read the book all 225 pages of it.
0: <laughs> and I do think that Project Mayhem reminded me a lot of um the Make America Great Again kind of um the groups that we have now have been formed. Um, Absolutely. That's yeah. what we want to call them. um but it was just very it reminded me of the Tiki Torch weekend Mm -hmm. where they're getting tiki torches and to me it's just like they don't really even know why they're fighting they're just like i have to fight i'm a man and this is what i have to do that is
2: i said i had the same reaction it's really interesting because fight club the film doesn't really endorse that like it comes it's complicated but it comes down on the side of of humanity in the end it's in the end edward horton's like this is a bad idea but those messages that part gets ignored i think and fight club otherwise predicts that behavior it predicts like the proud boys extremism yeah. extremism yeah yeah it predicts like that like sort of like neo fascist thing that that was satire in fight club and that was ultimately criticized but like they've just forgot the criticism i remember i remember when i saw roger ebert review the film when it first came out and he Actually predicted that he said that this is a this movie will be misinterpreted. People with bad ideas will see this and they'll forget the message and they'll just go for the image. Yep. And it absolutely happened. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, that is exactly what happened with this thing. I think, and and I can't blame Fight Club for crypto fascism today. Like it's it's more complicated than that, but it definitely predicts it, and I think it definitely contributed to people finding that philosophy.
0: Well, the people that want to partake in those specific activities aren't looking for a deeper message in a movie like that. They're not going, I'm going to watch Fight Club and come out a whole new person. They're watching Fight Club because they want to watch people beat each other up. And they don't, it's, so my grandpa and I used to watch The Colbert Report together. Right. And we both enjoyed it, and we thought it was two different things. Mm -hmm. I come from a very conservative all my family is um conservative. So my grandpa was like wow, Stephen Colbert is the smartest guy ever. He gets it and I'm just laughing cuz I understand satire.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And so it just shows how you can be watching the same thing and one person takes it one way, one person takes it the other and it's but you're watching the person say the exact same thing.
2: Yeah. Sean yes. um uh, you react to this movie a lot in its sort of anti consumer stance. Mm-hmm. Um when you saw it back in the day. Yes. And you were a younger man, um, did it affect you the same way or, or has that has has your opinion on it evolved as you've evolved?
1: Um, so when I first saw the movie, I was just starting grad school. Yeah. And um I uh I actually got the tickets through the film club at the school I was going to. And, um, when I, around the same time, I had a, a, mentor, another teaching assistant who was sort of like showing me what my duties were and like we shared an office and everything. And he, he flat out told me, this is a new program and they're not going to flunk anybody. And I really was like, after sawing, seeing flight club and knowing that I was in a program that wasn't going to flunk anybody. Made me not try to. I just skidded by in grad yeah, school. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Fight Club, uh, made me do that because I had already the working knowledge that I was in a program that wasn't going to flunk anybody out. But it did make me think that, like, you know, the the movie Fight Club, and it's sort of like, you know, systems are corrupt and everything like that. It did, I think, encourage me to not try in school. Um. And I did graduate, and I have a degree that I really don't use now. But, um, yeah, same here. Uh, but over time, I've, um, because I've just watched it in the last year and a half with my girlfriend who loves the movie and has read the book, uh, and owns the DVD. Um, I want to talk to you about that in a minute. Sure. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I am torn about it because it, uh, as you as you say you can go into it and come out thinking different things and um yeah it it like it, it kind of encourages extreme behavior but but also condemns it and um i don't know it does have a good soundtrack though and david fincher is a good visual director <laughs> And I like Edward Norton as an actor. Yeah, as an actor. Even though he's probably not a great person. He's a a huge
2: prick from what I understand. But he is. He's a huge prick, Um, unfortunately. I don't know
0: why that made me sad. I don't know him.
2: Yeah. (laughs) I mean, from what I've heard, I don't know the man personally either. But um, Sean, you mentioned that your girlfriend is a supporter of the film, a big fan. Mm -hmm. Without putting words into her mouth, can you explain what she gets out of the film?
1: I think she likes it as a piece of film. She is like a a film aficionado. Yeah. Uh, She does like those actors as actors. She likes Helena Bottom Carter. And um, I think it was, I think she she was in high school when she first saw it. And um, it is a very different kind of film. It is a film that sort of like makes you think more so than, I don't know, like a superhero movie. I guess it
2: does. It does. And that's, that's why I wanted it's a to a very ha- challenging film. I wanted to have this discussion on this podcast because it is a bro film, but it's like the smart bro film. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've, we've kind of shit on it quite a bit, but it does have, it does have opinions and it does have more on its mind than too fast, too furious mm-hmm. or something like that. It does <laughs> or venom or venom. Yeah. <laughs> which I saw yeah it's um, terrible it is horrible and um so it does it does make the attempt which i have to respect i have to respect that i may disagree with the i may disagree with the film um as a meta message as like i understand that it's that it is um in the end being critical of this fascist thing but i i think that like you were saying earlier it also makes it look glamorous and I think that it doesn't do a good enough job separating that glamour from its message. I think that I think that those things compete with each other and the glamour overwhelms the message. Mm-hmm. And I think that's my problem with the film but I do appreciate the fact that it's trying something other than having a bunch of dudes punch each other.
0: And I, and I also think that one thing about Fight Club was there were no women. And I understand it was, like, from a, like, male, like, wanting to get away from, like, the feminine society, but what makes you think that there isn't a, one woman in the world who wouldn't want to beat somebody up, male or female?
2: Oh, yeah. No. Why I weren't women in, in Fight and I, Club?
0: Why wasn't, like, really old people? I mean, it's not something just to, like, young
2: yeah. bros and, wanting to let out anger. And that became, like, it became like a joke in the culture about women starting Fight Clubs. That was, like, in, in an episode of 30 Rock where Liz Lemon joined a Fight Club That's, briefly. Oh, yes. Yeah, that. Oh, that's. Like a oh thing. my gosh, that's
0: right. She, yeah. to get out of it, she had to get. Yeah, beat, she had to get right. Am I thinking the right? Yeah, I don't remember yeah. the episode. Yeah, yeah. They, she she joined
2: like show, this yeah. group of like. Of, like She didn't realize she, she had joined
0: that she had joined in until it was too. Yeah, it was. Too
2: yeah, late. they they got brunch and they got Botox <laughs> and they're like, oh, we're gonna have a Fight Club now and then like, yeah. oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Too far.
1: Yeah. One one other thing that I was just reminded of, like the how I think about the movie now. Is that I think it, you know, because I, I, I earlier talked about how um, it sort of has a message of, like, don't trust uh, the the current power, power situation and, uh, you know, rebel against authority. I feel like somehow the movie creates a sort of, um, uh, it does say that, but it sort of, like, reinforces the thing. The, the thinking that all of these power systems are secret yeah. you know sort of like a new world order illuminati thing and i think it fails to then uh instill in you a uh you're being fooled like in like the, the government is what is yeah. is is yeah. harmful not like a secret society and then
2: i think the movie steps on its tail at, at in the last third when like all of a sudden everyone is in project mayhem mm-hmm. like like it really oh, yeah like, the cops the, the cops are in scene, on it like, i'm like, gonna like, cut your
0: balls off yeah, and everyone becomes a you part of say that
2: project mayhem <laughs> right. like i think that i get that that he's criticizing fascist thinking at that point but the unreality of it is so glaring at right. that point that you just you just think that it's just Edward Norton hallucinating at yeah, that yeah.
1: point. Well, in in preparing to come here today, and you know, thinking about Fight Club, I also started thinking about The Matrix, which I think came out the same year. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it made me think about how much, how much in popular culture there is a sort of like, um, you are, you need to find the secret, or or, or yes. like the uh, yes. the you know, uh, you're being fooled, and and you let's detect what really is going on especially for young men yeah yeah that's a big theme I, i think it's just sort of like more out in the open of how laws are really enacted to to harm you and and like um the rich get richer and the poor get poorer i mean that's like what you really should be fighting against instead of looking for conspiracy theories yeah uh
0: Well, I mean, they always say that when change (laughs) happens, it happens right in front of you. It's Mm -hmm. not behind closed doors. That when our rights get taken away, it's not a secret. It's just, it's, Mm -hmm. and we're, it's, you're having to step up. I also think, I think like the crazy thing about us being able to like sit here and dissect a movie that like obviously our opinions aren't going to make or break
2: this, no, this whole
0: cult following or anything. But it just made me think of like, oh, these, these whiny little boys that, their only go to, like, to let out anger yeah. is fighting, and how honestly, how lucky they are that they are able to do that. What? <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, yeah. because yeah. you know, you what think a choice of people they can people yeah, in exactly. third world countries who just, and obviously, this is a movie, so it's like taking it really far. But I'm just like, there's people in third world countries that don't have clean drinking water, oh. yeah, and these guys are like, I feel like I'm being brought down by the man, and I just want to feel something. And obviously, everyone has their own struggle. No one's person like struggle is more important than the other. But every time I hear people, I'm always, I'll, like, be on know with my mom, and she's like, I chipped a nail. And I'm like, well, Africa doesn't have clean drinking water. Exactly. Actually, Flint doesn't. So, yeah, exactly. um, you know, it's just, it's just when I see why, I'm just like, if I saw women do the same thing, I would be like, buck up, buttercup, like, deal with your shit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: No, um, I, I completely agree with that. That was my, that was my problem always with the film, really, is that, is that these are just, like, privileged white dudes. There were no stakes. Just, yeah, there was no yeah.
0: stakes to me in his... And, like, his concerns with the way that he was living his life, he just felt numb. Yeah. And to yeah. me, again, it was always, like, well—
2: He chose to be poor. He chose to yeah. be get beat up. Like, these are things that, that he had control over, and he chose the hard life because it felt more genuine to him. The ultimate poser pose, by the way. Right. But I guess like, there,
0: there are people that are fighting police brutality that don't yeah. want to fight, and then there's this guy that's like, just punch me in the face. And you get away with it because you're a white man.
2: Yes, exa- it's not, exactly. It's not looked
0: as violent. Like they don't see it as violence. Like white people watching this movie, a search for meaning. They, it's entertaining. But yeah, this is people. These are actually like pe- things that people go through in their actual life, and it's not a movie no. and it's real. All
2: right, we we do got to get uh, onto our final thoughts, Brittany. <laughs> yeah. I I wanted to ask you this. Um, just over the course of our discussion, it has become apparent to me that uh, you are in you. You're a single lady. And you live in, in a world of of men who are really into this film. And now having seen it, what does that tell you about the men in your world and how you might want to navigate that world going forward if um, anything?
0: I mean, I assume any man that harasses me on the street is probably a fan of Fight Club.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: <laughs> any man that has grabbed my arm while I'm, just, trying, while I'm just walking in a crosswalk yeah. to because they want me to know I'm beautiful. Because um, how would I know if someone didn't tell me? Um, I, it's, again, I don't, I mean, my favorite movie is Liar, Liar with Jim Carrey and Superstar. So it's not that I'm some big film person that has these yeah, deeper things. I'm a comedian. I'm a comedian. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Yes. I have so many feelings. Um, but now that I've seen it, if someone says to me, like a guy says, this is my favorite movie. It's like the way they say it to like Fight Club. Like, yeah, I love Fight no, Club. I know exactly. And now I'm going to be like, why? Tell me why it is. And if it's. A smart response of like the consumerism yeah. and their their mental health or but of just like bros beating up each other, man, in a parking lot yeah. underground, wherever they can get it. And I'm like, oh, you're someone I should stay away from because you don't want to use your words. <laughs> and yes. you can't also I've not realized the people that tell me that they like my club, the arguments I've I usually get in arguments with these people about like human rights and they're always kind of on the non- Human rights side, if it doesn't affect them.
2: Interesting. And not yeah. ev-
0: not everybody. Obviously, that's like generalizing. No, no every, I, but I get that though. What, what yeah. I from the people the that trend. have told me yeah. that really en- enjoy the movie for the fighting purposes.
2: All right, Sean. Any yeah. any final thoughts on on Fight Club as as a film, as a as a, an artifact in the culture? Uh, any any thoughts or even advice for Brittany having? <laughs> i lived in the world of men oh, <laughs> through the, through the prism of fight club.
1: Any of those things. You, wow. Um, I, gosh, any advice? I don't know. Um, Just well, oh, do, ch- do check out that, um, the George Michael video. Yes. And, yeah. and, the, and the express yourself videos. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, I don't know. It's a, uh, I do feel torn on this movie. You know what I mean. And you said that when yeah, yeah. when we were talking about it. oh like, and like
2: we like that's not a new thing. Yeah. Like you've always felt torn about yeah. it. Yeah,
1: and um, you know when you Brittany when you were talking earlier about you know the the people who love this movie are sort of negligent or sort of denying to the fact of people who have real problems in the world. You know, I tried to rewatch this movie this morning, but I couldn't because my girlfriend woke up and wanted to watch. Making a Murderer season two. Yes, and so I think we're four four episodes into that, and it's like so rough to just see people people living in a hopeless, yeah. hopeless situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're right now in the uh, in the midst of uh, Brendan Dassey saying that he should be released, but the state is uh, um, blocking that with appeals, and um, I feel hopeful that the that that documentary is so well-known and so many people watch that because I feel like that does that's more real than fight club you know yeah and uh but it's also what's the uh silver lining in that um did anybody see Three Identical Strangers? The I documentary? did. I oh, did. Yeah. I loved that. That has a, a good ending. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, even though there's a lot of sadness in it. But, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes, it does. It I guess does I just wanted up. to end on a happy note.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some final thoughts yeah. on, on, on from me. Um, yeah, I saw Fight Club for the first time since I transitioned. And, um, it was an eye opener because I have, I have dated men that are really into Fight Club and I, and I get like that same vibe off them that you get, Brittany. And like you and I are a little bit farther apart in age, but like I still date men that are in their twenties and up to their forties. And those that are really into the film
1: are men in their twenties still watching, Black Club? oh yeah, Oh yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yes.
2: <laughs> that's why we picked. This, Where do you think because, Trump supporters come um... from? Yeah, they, they still are. <laughs> that's why this. That's well, why I this film it, is on this yeah. podcast.
1: I think it's there. I think the movie is so extreme that. Trump supporters, I think, could like it. Proud but boys also, can like it. I, like I think Antifa, yeah. could probably, Antifa could probably like it yeah. too.
0: It, you know, it appeals. It appeals to, to the every extreme. Yeah. yeah, it yes. appeals
2: to every bro. Uh, I, I was watching it, and and I I was struck by the the phrase in Tyler, we trust. Um, and I think that that is that is a plot point in the film, but that has become like its significance in the culture. These these young men, they they are in Tyler. They trust that that's that's their that's their ethos that's, at least that's what they're claiming to support i think push comes to shove they're not going to blow up their apartments they're not going to get in fights but yeah. it's a nice little intellectual right. thing to try on it's a nice yeah. little hat to try on and feel like a tough guy for a while um do you, do
1: you have a favorite scene in the movie i um <laughs> yes i do
2: actually um there's a few there's a few it's it's got it's got a lot of really cool stuff in it i i would say that that my that my favorite scene in the film, and I'm not gonna pick the first act that we already talked about mm-hmm. as like my favorite section, but I, I want to say that the scenes where like Edward Norton is reacting with his dopey boss mm-hmm. were really kind of fun because I, because I'm from the corporate world, right? Yeah. And there is like this sort of like wish fulfillment thing that always, always strikes me because I've, I've been annoyed with my boss. winning over
1: authority kind of, yeah.
0: Yeah, and and authority like, is the worst.
1: Yeah, which American yeah. Beauty also has a little bit of. American Beauty Spacey. has it, and, yeah. and, and of was course, that Office 1999 Space. as well.
2: Office Space was 1999, also. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and American Beauty, so all of those things happened in 1999. What a right, weird before the millennium, yeah. people were like, oh, men no, were, men were men were over other men, and I think they should have stayed that way. And now right. they're back together. And now they're back together. <laughs> um, Full circle. <laughs> all right. So so Brittany, uh, tell us. Um, a bit about what you might have going on, where people can find you. You
0: can check out my Instagram and Twitter at Brit is funny with two T's. And I'm also working on a a comedy music album because I sing too. So,
2: Sean, uh, tell us uh, where folks can find you and what you're going to be up to.
1: I have no musical talent, but I do love music. Um, Thank you for supporting music. Uh, (laughs) You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shwickens, S-H-W-I-C-K-E-N-S. And also you can currently if you are a filmmaker you can submit a bad film to badfilmfest.com. Oh yeah, wonderful. that's
0: where I know you from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like this guy's name and face looks familiar.
2: All right. Uh on behalf of Brittany Cherie and Sean Wickens this has been uh sweet uh the <laughs> the ladies guide to bro culture. Uh thank you for listening. My name is Gina Bloom and in Tyler we trust.
0: Oh no. <laughs> GZM shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode. Or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.